Anything Combat with Johnny K. Well, it's Anything Combat, though. Welcome back, combatants, to the Anything Combat show, where we discuss everything mixed martial arts. I'm your host, Johnny K, and today we're joined by a fighter who's 24 years of age. He's 25-3 and three in the featherweight division of Muay Thai. He's 2-0 and zero in one championship. Please welcome Nico, King of the North. Carrillo, how are you, Nico, today? I'm good, mate. Thanks very much. How are you? How are you? I'm good. So you're on holiday, I believe. So where are you, and how's that going? Yeah, I'm just I'm just in Bali right now, but it's been raining. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm just I'm just in Bali. I was obviously I obviously had my fight in Thailand, and I just got on a flight to over here, so I'm going to relax over here for a bit. Wonderful. Are you in like Seminyak or like Kuda? Like whereabouts are you in Bali? I was in Seminyak uh, two days ago. I was there for three nights, but I'm in Uluwatu now. It's like all cliff edges and beaches and stuff like that, but fucking, it's like a, it's like a girl's temper. That's rain. It's all in there. <laughs> I love that. Are there any, are there any Muay Thai gyms there? Uh, I think there's one, but I've not went. I can't, I can't actually do anything. I, I hurt my hand really badly in that fight. So Which hand? Just, my right hand. It was actually, it was the last punch that I threw that knocked him out. I badly hurt it. Um... But I'm going to CrossFit gyms and stuff like that. But I can't, I can't even really pick up weights. But I'm just kind of fighting through it. But I just can't sit still. I can't really I hate not doing anything. Do you know what I mean? So, but I'm not. I definitely, I'm not going to punch for another couple of weeks. In Thailand, I heard that they have like crazy access to steroids there. So, what was that like for you? Did you see? Did you see people taking shit? And did you see um, any distribution of EPOs? No. <laughs> I've got a question about your fight style. So do you try and finish every single opponent you fight or do you try and point fight some of them? Like how do you make the decision between who you're going to finish or who you should point fight? Um, yeah, it, just, it just depends on the opponent really. Um, so with my last opponent, Mung Tai, um, we were training to knock him out. Um, we were... I said it in a lot of interviews before the fight that it wouldn't go by the second round. Um, but with opponents in the past, the knockouts have came, but we haven't planned for them. Um, but yeah, it just it just depends on the fight really, and obviously depending on the fighter's IQ, I can't really go in and just try and knock them out. I need to try and play it smart because I can obviously do both things. I'm as you can see, I knock people out but I'm also very good at beating ties at their own game as well so just it just depends on the fight I suppose totally understand so excuse my pronunciation of this but you beat a fighter uh, say San or Quang Mang is this the most impressive um, fight of your career do you think this is your best win or would you say another win's better no I just beat Mung Tai that's probably better yep uh, my last, my last opponent was probably a, I don't know. They're both legends in their own right. Se- Sexans is a legend because of the way he fights, because he's a maniac. That's why he's got such legendary status. But in terms of the name, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm not sure to be honest. Yeah, it was a big one, but my last fight was probably just as big a one. So, so that fight with Mong Tai and Mong Tai PK. Um, what do you think going into that fight? Like, what do you think about his skills in general? Do you think he was probably the most skillful fighter? No, I don't think so, no. No, 
I said in a lot of interviews before it that it was pretty one-dimensional. I don't know how he's done so well, to be honest. Obviously, what he's good at, he's really good at. Like, his last fight against Kolobdam, he knocked him out with an elbow, and he says he was going to. But I just feel that, and he says he was going to do the same thing to me, but I feel like when you've got an opponent who's telling you what they're going to do, it's like, how can you not see it coming? How, how can you not watch out for it? How can you get hit with an elbow if you know that that's what they're going to try and throw at you? So, I said he was one-dimensional, I knew exactly what he was going to do. He was going to try elbow me, he was going to try kick, and that's all he done. And... I made him pay for it. So, no, I don't, I don't think he was the most skillful fighter I've ever fought. I fought way more skillful. My opponent before that was probably a much more skillful for can. Yeah, so you're, you've been a world champion, but on the grandest stage at one championship right now, PK Senchai at the featherweight division has the belt. When are we going to see you knock him out for the belt? I am fighting at the weight below now. I see, I see. So who's the champion there? Jonathan Haggerty. Oh, Haggerty, he's a huge name. So how do you think how do you think that style matchup goes towards you and him? I, I would love that fight. Um, I just obviously need to see what one championship gives me next. But I do believe that I'll be the champion in the next six to eight months. If it would be Haggerty that I would fight, that, that would be amazing. I'm, I'm sure the full of the UK and the world would love to see that. Um, I just believe I'm too strong. And I hit too hard for anybody at that weight. Um, also... I'm a very smart fighter, so after a round, I can kind of see the way a fight's going and change, change, change your plan pretty quick. I've done it plenty of times before, so I just don't believe that anybody at Bantamweight can compete with me. You said that you hit harder, so a lot of people cut weight in MMA, but in Muay Thai and especially one championship, they have those rehydration policies. So have has that worked out in one champ to stop people from weight cutting? What do you think? Do you think it's effective? I, I don't think it's effective, no. My, my personal opinion, I don't think it's effective. Um, but it's just their rules. So you need to... It's to stop people... Like, in the UFC, obviously, they cut, like, stupid amounts of it. Like, you get, you get people fighting at 70 kilo and they walk around at 85, 89 kilo. So they're cutting 15 kilos, 18, 19 kilos... I get that. That's that's crazy. That's stupid. But most fighters, even in one, they will cut between four and six kilo, which I think is roundabout normal. I think when you go into the tens and the elevens and twelves, thirteen, fourteen kilos, that's just crazy. Just move up a weight. But, um, but yeah, I mean, we won championship. The whole rehydration clause and stuff. That is what it is. It's just something else we need to do now. Why did you go towards Muay Thai? Would you have ever gone towards MMA? Uh, yeah, definitely would have went towards MMA. Um, but then I got signed to one. Or I knew I got I knew I was getting signed to one. So it was like because I mean you fight you fight for the love of the sport at first. You know what I mean. But then there comes a point when you quit your job and stuff like that where you do need to make money. And I believe that I train harder than any professional boxer in the world. The ones who are making tens and twenty of millions in the fights over in America, I believe I work harder than any of these guys are my age. And so at a point, it's like, right, Thai boxing might not be paying the bills here. So it's time to think of making money now. And because I've got a fiance and a house, it's like, I need to think of security now. So I was thinking of moving into MMA and then obviously one championship signed me. So it was like, nah, it's all good now. I can, I'll make my money here. <coughs> How hard do you train? You were talking about the fact that you train harder than boxers. I want to know what your training split is like and 
how how hard have you been training for the last like five ten years? I can't tell you my training spot because then a lot of people would know. <laughs> but I can tell you, <laughs> but I can tell you that I train harder than anybody else in the world. They don't do what I do. I've got a I've got a my strength and conditioning coach was a PTI in the Royal Navy for twenty years. So he used to be the trainer of uh, elite soldiers in the Navy in Britain. He was their trainer. That is who now is my strength and conditioning coach for the last five years. That's why I'm bigger and that's why I'm stronger than people at my weight because I've been training with this guy for the last five years and he's an absolute genius. Half of, the, half of Glasgow go to him now through me. Half of Glasgow want to train with him because, because they've seen what he does with me. And uh, it's not just... And a lot of it is sport specific to Thai boxing, but in the past it's not been. It's all about being a, being about mental fortitude, and and I've done training stuff that isn't anything to do with getting better for Thai boxing. Around. It's all to do with the mind. How heavy are you lifting? Like, what's do you do one rep maxes or do you go nah. for reps? What do you do? No, nah, everything explosive. I do I've, everything explosive. In, in the past, I've done camps where I've tried to build strength and I've done camps where I'm trying to get faster um, the last couple of camps have been I've already built all my strength the last few years you know what I mean building strength isn't just people get this mixed up but the ties now all of a sudden are trying to incorporate strength and conditioning in fight camps that's not how it works you don't just do a fight camp and you're, you're strong for a fight it takes years and years of doing strength and conditioning to get your to get your body to where you need it to be not just a fight camp or two fight camps or three fight camps of adding strength and conditioning. You might feel better, but scientifically you're no you're not going to have improved much. It's 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 a long it's a long term thing of building strength or building explosive power. It doesn't just happen over six months, eight months. That you're talking a year and a half, two years before you start seeing a difference. And that's why I'm way ahead of all these ties now. When you when you get in the ring, all you see is people saying, How's he so much bigger? That's why. They've only just started doing it. I've been doing it for the last five years. I'm well ahead. Why don't the ties do strength and conditioning? Do you think it's like a cultural they're, thing that they're just it is, it's a, like, it's a cultural but, thing. They're just they're just they're just stubborn, they're stuck in their ways. Back in the day they beat everybody and they believed that their methods was that that's the way they done it. You run, you kick pads, you clinch, and that's it. Nobody could beat the ties. But unfortunately for them the world's evolving now. And every Westerner's now beating the ties. So I don't believe this generation of ties will change, but I believe the younger ties now who are like 12, 13, 14 years old, I think their generation will be the generation to start incorporating strength and conditioning. But the, the ties now, you've only got some ties on one championship to actually do it. A lot of them are still winning fights with just what they've always done, but that is how they're getting beat now. <clears throat> who is your favourite Muay Thai fighter of all time? I don't have one. What do you think about Rod Tang Jit One Nine? Nah, he's badass. He's a beast, uh, isn't he? What, uh, what do you think? Of, what do you think about his style? I think that uh, this is what I do think his style is entertaining, but I think he'll be punch drunk in the next ten years, and I think he'll end up with Parkinson's or something. I think he'll go out the way Muhammad Ali did. Honestly, I, I do believe that. So, I mean, do you think that he's taking too much damage? Aye. Okay. So I saw you with the that WBC Muay Thai belt. The WBC uh, champion in boxing that is around your weight class. Now you told me you switched uh, weight classes. But at the time, the 66-kilo champion right now is 
Errol Spence Jr. at 28-0. and zero. I was just wondering if you had a 66-kilo fight with Spence Jr., boxing and Muay Thai rules, one round on, one round off, how many rounds would it take you to finish him? One round. One round. If the first round Muay Thai, if the first round Muay Thai, he's done in one round. That's a fact, right? But I do believe I could suffer. I'm not saying I could beat any elite boxer. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying I could beat Errol Spence in boxing, right? I'm not stupid, right? What I am saying is if it was one round for one, even if the first round was boxing, I know that I could survive for three minutes, but I know that he could not survive for three minutes and under Muay Thai rules. That, that, that's a fact. Do you think that the clinch is probably the method of victory that boxers are just lacking in general? What do you mean? Thai boxers? Or yeah, tie clinch. If you tie clinched Errol, right? Let's say in this hypothetical scenario, oh, well, and no, you drop knees the, and elbows. Not, not even the clinch. It's just kicking and kicking the legs. Um, obviously, every boxer stands with their foot inwards, and tie bo- boxers stand with their foot the opposite way. And the reason that is, is if a kick comes, all we need to do is lift our leg for it to to check the kick, and it goes shin on shin. Whereas a boxer would never be able to do that because he stands. So the first thing any Thai boxer would do to a boxer is kick his leg. And probably the first or second leg, it would be out of there. You posted on your Instagram that you believe the universe has a way of paying those who work the hardest. Do you, think this, do you think this quote symbolises you? And why did yes. you post it? That's, that's why I posted it, because it symbolises me. Because no matter how many fights I get, and no matter how many people doubt me, or they've got the wee critiques of why I'll lose a fight or this I, I just not even recently now now I've got a big fan base and people believe I'll win now through what I've done but even when I was younger it was always oh it's too soon for them or it's too soon for them or the next opponent it's too soon this that the next thing but I always win I've always won and the reason I've always won is because of the hard work and I believe that the universe will always pay the people who work the hardest and the universe pays me by letting me win fights so you're signed to one champ now and you got that six figure deal. What does this uh new deal mean to you? Is this um is this life changing for you? Yeah, of course, yeah. I mean it's what why I started Thai boxing to one day just for total freedom, you know what I mean? Do what you love and not have to think of a bill again in your life. I saw on your Instagram I think you do ice baths. How often yeah. do you do that? And uh, is that your go-to recovery tool? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't even do it for recovery, mate. I just do it for uh, just, just, just for discipline, really. I mean, it's great for recovery, but um, like through obviously after my last fight, when did I have my last fight? I had my last fight in November in Scotland. I didn't fight again till March, so I had obviously the full of Christmas off, and. Uh, it was minus temperatures in Scotland. I wasn't I wasn't training Thai boxing every day, so my body uh, I was still training every day, but I wasn't like as banged up as I am when I'm in a fight camp. And I was still going into the ice bath every single morning. Like I had like a deal with myself that you don't leave the house until you go in the ice bath, and it was frozen over every morning, like sitting at one degree Celsius, two degrees Celsius. I don't do it for recovery; I just do it for discipline, really. You do ice baths, but do you also do saunas? Yeah, I do saunas. Three, four times a week. 
I know that you watch um, a whole bunch of Muay Thai and you stay up to date in that sport, but do you watch MMA? And if so, how often? And who is your favourite MMA fighter, would you say? Oh, mate, I love MMA. Massive fan. Uh, Israel Adesanya is easily my favourite fighter. Um, growing up, I watched loads of McGregor. I'm sure every person in the world absolutely admired Conor McGregor at one point. How could you not through what he done? He was the first person to do what he done. Obviously, the way he's turned out now is obviously con- controversial. Um, but, yes, favourite fighter, Israel Adesanya, and massive MMA fan. Watch it loads. Um, with Israel Adesanya, is he your favourite fighter due to the fact that he represents kickboxing in MMA? Uh, maybe. But why, but why do you think he's the best? That's why he's the best, because he came from a kickboxing background. That's why. With uh, Conor McGregor, he comes from a roundabout. He's in Ireland, you're in Scotland. Um, was he a big inspiration to you when you were starting off in the sport? Oh, definitely. One million percent. What's your favourite McGregor fight? Um, I don't want to... So, obviously, it needs to be the Jose Aldo one, but obviously it's not... It wasn't amazing to watch. It was just amazing what he'd done to Jose Aldo, somebody who'd been the champion for the last 10 years and was undefeated and no, had never like, the most title defences and stuff like that. And then McGregor just goes in and does that in 13 seconds. Um, apart from that, my favourite fight was probably the second Nate Diaz one. That was a dog fight. That was a great fight. So a fight that I want to ask you about. So... What is a fight in kickboxing or Muay Thai that you're pumped for, that's up and coming, that you want to see? Uh, probably, oh, that's a good question, actually. Loads. But it can't be It can't be your own fight. Because <laughs> you know that was coming next, didn't you? <laughs> um, probably Superlek v Rodtang. I think the full world wants to see that. Probably... I'd like to see Stevie Oven V's one championship champion at his wit. So that would be Prajan Chai. Um, I would like to see... Nah. My next my next one is just going to be me V's the champion or the number one. So, so um, your weight with your... You went down in weight from featherweight. So what is in kilo your next weight? Is it 62 kilo? Is that what that is? No, 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 no. 60... So, so the featherweight, bantamweight, it's different in Thai boxing from what it is in... Yeah. No, in one than what it is in the UFC. So featherweight is 70 kgs, 155 pounds. Bantamweight, which is my weight, um, always has been, by the way. I only fought at 70 kilos just fucking for the laugh. Shits and goggles. Um, uh, bantamweight is 65.8 kilograms, 145 pounds. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. Because I wanted to ask you, Rod Tang and D- DJ had their inter-sport fight where one round was Muay Thai, one Lord round was again. MMA. That was so, 61. So if they called you when you were one champion champ at Muay Thai and they said to you, Volkanovski wants to fight you one round um, Muay Thai, one round uh, um, MMA, would you take that fight? Absolutely. Look, I'll take that fight right now, man. Fucking definitely. Volkanovski's badass and all. I really like him. What do you think? What do you think about him versus Yair Rodriguez um, coming up? 
Oh, Tim Volk. Tim Volk. <laughs> Love know. that. So, yeah. question for you. Who has been your hardest fight of your whole career? This, this, is, this is always an easy question for me to answer. And the reason it was my hardest fight lies with me. Okay, so my hardest fight was probably Moab Duraman. And the reason it was my hardest fight is because I fell extremely ill before the fight. I had COVID. Uh, I had the coronavirus. I had the coronavirus three weeks before the fight. So I was, so three weeks before the fight, I was ill and I didn't do anything for two weeks. Um, I couldn't even like run the length of myself. I was out of breath all the time. My taste and my smell went away. Um, I was completely weak. My head was sore, my back, all my bones, like proper, proper coronavirus I had. Like I was fucked. And then, so I couldn't. And then when I came over, my, my wee bit of coronavirus, like 10 days before the fight, I couldn't even do any training because my coach then caught it. So he was fucked. He couldn't come in the gym. So I went three full weeks before a fight without doing anything. Nothing at all. Um, and then the week before the fight, I had a little bit of weight to cut. And going into the weight cut, I'd lost three kilo in muscle because of how sick I was. Because of how sick I was and how weak I was and I wasn't eating. And... So I then went in and cut a few more kilo, just a little bit of running, started to feel a little bit better before the fight, like five days before the fight. And I went in and I was fucked, <laughs> as you can imagine. But I've seen fighters pull out eight weeks before a fight because they caught coronavirus a few years ago. I didn't do anything for three weeks and I went in and fought. I, went, I probably still had the virus, but Thai boxing and the, the UK shows then was like not testing or anything. So it was like... If you were ill, fucking, and you just told the doctor you were fine, that was it. So I went in with coronavirus, and fucking, I got beat up for four rounds. I was weak. I was just, I couldn't even throw anything. I was just fucked. And uh, it beat me up for four rounds, but I wouldn't go down. I would not go down. And then in the fourth round, my coach said, fucking, you better pull something out here. You're getting beat up here. Like, you, you need to do something here. And I just had a wee second wind, and I had a wee bit of power and energy come over me. And I went out and I caught me an elbow and then knocked him out in the fourth round. It was like a rocky moment because I was getting battled for four rounds. Um, but that was my hardest fight for that reason. So you're a Scottish man. I was just wondering, what's your alcohol tolerance like? Are you a lightweight or a heavyweight? Lightweight. <laughs> fucking, <laughs> fucking hate drinking. I, mean, I, I don't drink, man. Like my coach and all the other boys, like they go out and, like, after the fighting party and shit like that, man. I'm just a few beers with my fiance over dinner. I'm 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 good with that. Once upon a time, I might have been a heavyweight though. Once upon a time, in my younger days. <laughs> not, not anymore though. Not anymore. No, no, mate, definitely not. How hard is Muay Thai as a profession? Would you recommend it to other people? No, I wouldn't recommend it to anybody, mate. It's the fucking hardest sport in the world. It's harder than any sport, mate. Like MMA is a difficult sport as well. Like the wrestling and jiu-jitsu and with the the the. the the striking MMA is a badass sport as well, but the Muay Thai, fucking, I wouldn't recommend anybody to do it, man. <laughs> fucking stay in school and get a college degree because, <laughs> ah, yes, it's fucking, it is a hardcore. I'm not going to sit here and say it's easy, it's, it's no easy, it's, it's fucking hardcore. It's, it's not for the faint hearted. You said that you're a big MMA fan, so people have a debate that wrestling is a, is 
is the hardest sport out of all of them, out of all the disciplines. Do you disagree with that statement and you think Muay Thai is harder? That's right. I, I, I disagree with that and obviously I'm biased. But in Muay Thai, the level of concentration you need to have in a fight, it's like, it's like a game of chess. And you see the difference in striking between Thai boxers and MMA guys. MMA guys look like... Like if my gran was to put on a pair of gloves and hit the pads for the first time, so that's the way some of these top MMA guys look like they're hitting. Like it's pathetic. Their technique, leg breaks all the time in MMA, because they're hitting with the wrong technique. M- uh, Thai boxing is the purest form of striking, and it takes a long time to get your striking that perfect. And in fights, because you're fighting two people who are elite strikers, the level of concentration in a Thai boxing fight, in my opinion in my opinion for that reason how switched on you need to be all the time one lapse in concentration you've just been head kicked and put to sleep or something you know what I mean so but that's that's my opinion something that Boakow has done is he's gone to that promotion bare knuckle boxing and there's a whole bunch of bare knuckle promotions coming out there's bare knuckle Muay Thai bare knuckle MMA and now BKFC bare knuckle fighting championships I was just wondering if you, if they gave you the call to go to B, BKFC, would you ever fight in in the in a circle with no gloves? I mean, if the money was fucking, you couldn't have turned it down. Then obviously, but I, just, I think it's just fucking stupid, man. I think it's for people who aren't people who are on their way out of other sports and they can't get any joy in sports. So if you've had five losses in a row in the UFC or MMA, then oh, they're not cool, have you? give you fucking a wee bit of fame and spotlight still and maybe you'll get paid well but it's just it's just for people on their way out of other sports in my opinion um, don't so get me wrong you, so if, you, they, if, they, if the money was if you couldn't turn the money down then then I but that would be the only reason but that's fine that's fine so you don't you don't appreciate bare knuckle promotions is what I'm hearing it's not a it's not a martial art is it there's nothing you don't need to be good at anything. You just need to have a fucking strong chin, strong heart, and just go and fight for three rounds. Like, you don't need to be great at anything. There's not a massive level of training involved in that. <laughs> just fucking go in and swing your hands about. Do you understand what I mean? But yeah, as yeah someone, I totally get it. <laughs> as someone is, as a purist who loves martial arts and Muay Thai and MMA, I just believe that fucking anybody could go in and do that. Like somebody from the street could go in and do it as long as they've got a big heart and fucking is up for a fight. That's all we have time for, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much for watching. Thank you very much, Nico, for coming on the show. Is there anything you want to say to the fans before we wrap up the podcast? Uh, <laughs> thanks for the support. Haters, keep hating. I'll keep winning. Follow Nico on Instagram, link in the description, and subscribe to Anything Combat on YouTube. Thank you very much, guys. Bye.